If you've never taught anyone before, besides teaching your child how to ride a bike, sometimes it can be hard to establish a course curriculum. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the mistakes that course creators make when they are establishing a course curriculum. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the She's Building a Dream podcast. I'm Kristen, and I am thrilled that you are here. I've been an online business owner for over seven years, but before that, I was a teacher with a master's degree for 10. Now I focus on helping online business owners like you learn how to create and design online courses that actually get their students results, which in turn will showcase you as expert you are, create a bigger impact, and increase your income. If you love this episode, take a screenshot and post it on Instagram while also tagging me at She's Building a Dream so we can celebrate the work you are doing. Together, we are going to ignite your passion, create more income for your family, and make a bigger impact on the world. Let's transform your life and legacy starting right now. New course creators often make mistakes when developing their course curriculum because they likely haven't taught anyone before, they haven't done this kind of work before, and it can get very confusing and overwhelming. So many times that people are going to create a course, they actually don't follow through because they are worried that they're not going to get people results or they just can't wrap their head around taking all the pieces and putting them into the right order or they worry about how long it is, how short it is, how to record it. Should I do slides or not slides? Should I use Kajabi or Thinkific? There truly are so many decisions to make. So whether you are already a course creator or creating a course soon or know that you want to create a course or you've been putting off creating a course because it feels so overwhelming, I want to kind of bring an awareness for some of these topics for you today. Thinking about when you are creating a course, how can we actually get people results? There are a lot of pieces There are a lot of things to be thinking about with getting people results. For people like me who have a curriculum design background and am a former teacher, a lot of times this comes a little bit more naturally. So I've had to dig deep and think a little bit more about what this looks like for someone who maybe has never taught anyone before. And the more I work with students, the more students we've had come into my Effective Course Creator program or my workshops, the more I learn about what people need and the way they need it to be told to them or how they need to be taught rather, right? So new course creators often make lots of mistakes and I have too because we all start with a first draft and it's okay if your first draft isn't your best draft. Right now, we are actually in the process of mapping out the next Effective Course Creator program, Effective Course Creator 2.0, to make it better for our students so that they can get more results and get better results. It's a great program already, but I want to make it even better. I have a big vision actually for this program, so I want to make it better and better. And these are the things that I am currently thinking about when I am thinking about my course. Many course creators forget to set learning objectives for their course. What will the students learn at each part of the course? And when you are clear on that, that helps your learners to be clear on it. And it helps them to kind of almost have a GPS of where you're going to take them. What is that going to look like? What will they learn all along the way at each step? We also need to be thinking about 
what we actually need to teach to get results. Because sometimes people put more and more and more information in their course because maybe they feel guilty for the price they're charging, or maybe they are worried that they're not going to get someone results, so they'll give them every little thing possible. When we put too much content in our course, we overwhelm our students, and overwhelmed students stop taking action. So if you keep overwhelming them with more and more and more and more to do and more calls to come to and more to learn and more trainings, that will overwhelm them and they will lose sight of the end result. So we need to make sure that we are actually only putting the content in that will get them results. One of the things that my students talk about in the Effective Course Creator Program, they say it's so It's such a breath of fresh air for them to see that my program is short, bite-sized videos. The reason for that is because I have an objective for each video, and I want to make sure that each of those videos actually does what I am setting out to do, what objective I'm setting out to teach, and then what is the objective as a whole for each module and the end of the course. And when you do small bite-sized videos like that, you can get straight to the point a lot faster. And it's actually exciting for them because they feel like they are making progress. If you have time to watch a six-minute video, you might have time to watch the next four-minute video. Then you might have time to watch the next eight-minute video. And then you might see the next five-minute video. And before you know it, they're going through the course because they feel like they have the time to go for forward with it. It's not like they're running out of time and energy and focus versus if your first video is 25 minutes, your next video is 40 minutes, your next video is 10 minutes, it's really hard for people to go through those courses. So a lot of times breaking up into bite-sized pieces and not putting too much content in can really help people, can really help. And when we design that curriculum, we have to think about how we can organize it in a logical manner because we need to structure it in a way that makes sense to our learners. Sometimes your course is linear, where there's actually certain steps that fall into place, where we have to take one step and then the next step and then the next step and the next step. But other times, it's almost like there's phases of of the steps they need to take to get results. And sometimes it's just content areas where there's just one piece of the puzzle that they're learning and they have to learn all different pieces in order to put the puzzle together. So you really have to know what the end result is for your course and be able to put those together in a logical manner, right? So that we actually are serving our learners in a way that they want to be served and taught. And a lot of courses can get really boring really fast because we want to teach a lot of theory. We want to teach a lot of the what and the why. But when it comes to your course, it really should be the how. Your what and why should be in your free content. The how should be in your course. Because teaching all this theory and all this theoretical knowledge is important, but a lot of times it feels like they're not getting anywhere because all they are getting is more knowledge. They're not getting application. They're not getting the time to actually apply the pieces of the knowledge. They need to be given the chance and the opportunity and be taught on how to actually apply what they are learning and not just be fed all of the knowledge. That being said, we have to be thinking about how we are teaching. We know that there are four main learning styles, but we know that people don't all learn the same way. 
you probably don't learn the same way as your spouse or your children or your friend or your mom. Everybody learns differently. There are a couple of learning styles that are more pronounced, that are more heavily prevalent. More people have those learning styles, but there's also some that you don't see as often, but it doesn't mean that we are not teaching for their learning style. We have to be kind of conscious of the different learning styles and the way that people learn. Because if you aren't teaching the way people learn, if you don't include those different types of learning styles in your course, you will lose some of the population because they don't learn that way. They don't learn best that way and they lose interest a lot faster if they don't learn that way. So we have to be thinking about the way people learn best. And we also have to think about their prior knowledge and experience. So what have they already experienced or what have they already learned that's led them up to this moment of needing to learn more for them to buy a course to have a solution? Making sure that you are taking in account of all the things they've already tried We need to make sure that we understand where our learners are at, where our students are at when they come to us so that we can actually meet them where they are at. And another thing to make sure that we're looking at is getting feedback from our students. It can be a little intimidating to get feedback from students because we are afraid they aren't getting results or they don't like the course or something like that. But we really need to get feedback from the students inside the course. And one of the things that you can do is add assessments inside your course. So that could even be with a Google form, something that you are getting feedback from people throughout where they feel comfortable and confident giving you feedback is really helpful. That is something else that we are really trying to implement over the next few months is getting feedback along the way inside the course, because we need to make sure that we are getting people results and you don't know unless you're getting the feedback from them. So by avoiding these common mistakes, you can design a curriculum that engages learners and helps them achieve their learning objectives so that they can actually truly get results in your course. And we know that when people get results in our course, they tell others about it. They give us unprompted testimonials. Not only do those testimonials help us to understand that we are hitting the mark, but it also helps other people to see that we have something of value, something that we offer that they should take a look at. And when that happens, you get more sales because people want unprompted testimonials. They want to be told the real things, not the testimonials that your best friend wrote about on your page so that you actually had something to fill the space with. We actually want the unprompted testimonials, the screenshots of the things that people are are saying unprompted about what they're learning or how helpful something is. We need those testimonials more than anything because that's what sells your course. So I hope this was kind of helpful for you to think about creating the course in a way that actually gets people results and not making these common mistakes 